0: this street is sort of i mean it's a somewhat discovered gym now but it's an undiscovered gym in, in la and it's one of the the thing i like about the street it's one of the few streets you can come with no plan just come yeah. just show up here and there's this three or four block stretch where there's 40 50 restaurants yeah and you know go to one place for a snack move down the street go sure. to another spot have oh, a drink go a my street, favorite dessert, night. just do it, just like go spend four hours five hours over here Yeah.
1: Welcome to the Grubthusiast Grubcast, where we're on a mission to find the best places to eat, drink, and have a good time. And occasionally, we get to sit down with some of the amazing food artists that make that possible. Thank you for listening, as usual. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe. It really helps out the show. Our guest today is Amal Flores from Hermanito on Sautel Boulevard in West Los Angeles. Hermanito is a bar-forward neighborhood Mexican restaurant in the heart of Sautel. Simple fresh food built around house-made Sonoran-style tortillas, new and classic Mexican cocktails with subtle nods to the neighborhood's Japanese heritage. So Amal, thank you so much for having us down here. Uh, I'm going to give you a little background as to how this all started for me. I grew up in this area. Um, my grandfather had a nursery on Barrington, Missouri, uh, about the 30s. They um, my parents, uh, my grandparents met in Washington State. He was from uh, Mexico, from um, from uh, Zacatecas. He came here and he apparently moved in with a family, a Japanese family here in town, right here near Port Purdue. And he learned topiary. That's awesome. And, um, and then apparently he moved north uh, to Washington to um, pick cherries. And, and I don't know if he did it every year or if this was the story I've been told. And uh, he met my grandmother who was Native American. She's uh, Chehalis from Washington State. And um, they apparently had a, a romance. Uh, the story, as I've been told, was that he uh, asked her to borrow money. She was high up ranking in the tribe. And uh, they borrowed something like $30,000 in like 1935 or something. They came here, and uh, this is the story I've been told. I don't have, uh, you know, court documents. (laughs) But uh, uh, Olympic and Purdue, it used to be nothing but orange groves. And uh, my grandfather bought supposedly 250 acres. Now, I, I didn't see any of that. By the time I came around, it was long gone. But what he had, though, was several properties all over West L.A., and he had the nursery on Barrington, Missouri, not far from Stoner Park. So um, in the 70s, I was born in 70. And on the corner here was a regular spot that we had went to. It was called Lonnie's. So it was called Kitchy's Stand, but it was actually run by a guy named Lonnie and his son, Ralph. I remember uh,
0: that was like a real spot. I remember when the car crashed into it.
1: say about 1984 or 5. I'd say, well, 84, 85. I was in high school, and I was telling my buddy from school in Culver City, oh, man. We, you got to get to this place called Lonnie's up on Sawtell, and uh, he was like, oh, "Okay, finally, let's go." And you know, from then at that time, it seemed like a day's travel. Right, yeah. It was five. It was ten minutes, really. But uh, we end up making it all the way up here. He's like, "Oh, drive, waste my gas coming all the way up here." We drive up to the little station, and when and the the um, if those who are unfamiliar, the the it was just a stand. It was a, basically a, a, a makeshift stand had about uh, eight or 10 chairs kind of circling the place. And there was just a griddle and then a little kitchen set up, maybe a sink and then a, a fridge off to the back. So we drive up and I'm seeing this little sign with no stand. And I'm just, you know, I'm like wondering what's going on. The little sign said um, that somebody had driven through it. And the only thing that stopped them was the fridge. So, um, of course, I was heartbroken. Uh, this is, I mean, it was late in the game. I'm sure Lonnie was old. Ralph was probably tired of being, you know, the sidekick. Uh, but um, yeah, so later on, I'd say about the early 2000s, uh, we, came, we used to come to Mizu 212. Yeah, for sure. And we'd go there all the time. We, it was just one of my favorite places. And then um, right next door, there was a place called Chabuya. And Chabuya had what I would call my favorite ever ramen. The broth was. It was second to none. It was uh, murky and it was heavy and it was just, every bite was just amazing. Uh, little crispy onions and uh, like uh, lardons of like, uh, uh, you know, fatty bacon. It was just, it was just, you know, incredible. So um, we started coming here and, and then a couple of years ago, we were just walking down the street. And we saw your beautiful entry here and all the white and the, the red lighting and hermanito and red neon. So we just wandered in here and we didn't know what we were getting into. And we sat over here on the, what is the side of your building over here? And it was just like, it was like being at home. It was like being at home. That's what we're going for. Yeah. It was like being at home in in the years past, you know, just a quiet backyard and you're at a friend's house, having a cocktail, looking at the night sky. Uh, That is essentially what we got. And then of course, the amazing food. Um, Not just, not just good, not just, Hey, it's good for the neighborhood, uh, not just uh, okay, because I'm, I'm real. I'm hard. I mean, I'm, obviously, we're talking about food. Um, the grub the, this is my passion, and I I love to go anywhere there is food art. And we just walked out of here going, "This is you know." I, we live in San Diego, in forty. We live in San Diego, so um, when we come up here, my mother-in-law still lives in town, and we come up sometimes. And this is a, definitely a place on on the list. Love to hear it. So um, goal here,
0: just to making solid product, not really messing around too much. Just just trying to. You know, really good crew here that's just really, I think, putting their effort into it, heart into it, for real. Um, okay. Which, yeah, so I appreciate that.
1: So so tell me, this, give me a little background. How did this all start? I mean, when, when, what happened here?
0: Well, so strangely enough, uh, even though like, I never lived in L.A. as a kid, this building, this exact building from 1966 to 1974 was an art gallery. one of the first contemporary art galleries on the west side of L.A., my dad's a steel sculptor and used to show in this gallery. So I'm the youngest of five kids. We lived up in Santa Cruz at the time, and we would drive down here for a few weeks at a time, and... And me and my brothers and sisters would play. There was the uh, vacant lot next door. that, yeah, that right AT and T had. Okay. Uh, the yeah. phone company had. Yeah. And now, they it's... had big spools, and we would just goof around in there, and then go to the corner store, George's, the, the what's now Fu Raibo, that that okay. that uh, okay. pharmacy, and buy some candy, and go across the street to to the the Japanese store where they had sold the toys Yamaguchi that yeah. sold the toys yeah. and the, and some other candies and yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. so on. So I actually spent a lot of time here as a little kid. I actually, okay. my mom sent me a picture. You know, five or six years ago, of me at four weeks old sitting in this building, wow. laying down in this building. I wasn't standing yet. So, laying down in this building. So, I had come down to LA during college. My girlfriend from college, her, her grandparents, uh, her grandfather was Filipino, grandmother was Norwegian, and they actually bought a place on Armacost. They had a small farm on Armacost back that they bought in 1935. Um, so, when my sort of grown up, first grown up, experience in LA was really this neighborhood and we would wow. come back when I saw ramen and and just those yeah. things were yeah. here the, yeah you know 19 this 1987 okay kind of okay thing. and uh so uh, long story short I ended up in this neighborhood or around this neighborhood as and again because it was my sort of entry point to LA and then so about 10 years ago there was Sotel Kitchen was here okay. and I was friends with Kenji who owns Sawtelle Kitchen for 20 years or so and uh, he was kind of getting ready to retire and, and had done some expansion stuff and, and uh, was got himself in a little bit of trouble um, sure. on the expansion and so uh, I took it over at that point in time okay. like bought it from him and and took it over and, and it was really sort of a homecoming to me in a in a strange yeah. way yeah. you know where yeah. where to come full circle and then and the idea was always to be this the bar for the street to, okay. to be the spot like come here eat here don't eat here eat down the street come here before you go eat down the street sure. come here after you go eat down the street yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever just like be a spot where you can just kind of dip in and out right, and you right. can, and you can do it any way you want you can you can come here have your whole meal spend 4 hours here yeah. Come here for 20 minutes. Gotcha. Have a snack and a drink kind of thing. Whatever. Right. And, and and really kind of try to be this, this thing that I felt the street always needed, which was, you know, like a proper nice cocktail bar that you can go and have all the amazing food that's on the street and then just kind of come in here and use us as you want, frankly. so
1: I'm trying to think of another place that's even remotely close to this location that is like that.
0: No, I mean, I feel like you have to go down. I mean, look, there's some other great bars, but they're Six, seven, eight blocks away, right? So you have yeah. to go down on Pico to Neat or or right. or uh, or right. or that kind of thing. Or, or yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing really right here in right, right. a proper cocktail program.
1: And and this and th- what you want is you want that. I mean, this is one of my favorite things to do. And this is maybe w- how we wandered in here. I'm trying to think if it was. I think what you just described is exactly why I came in here. We were, um, you know, because we came here and we were looking for uh, something to replace Chabuya. Yeah. and it was gone, and I was just heartbroken, and then uh, I think we'd gone to try to get to Mizu, and they were slammed. So then we started walking down the street, and we knew there was a place down the way here, uh, down uh, past, one block down across from the, there's a coffee house, and yeah, then there's yeah, another, sure. a sushi bar in that lot there. So I think we were headed walking down that way, or the general location of that way, and uh, then I, just, I was kind of walking past here, and you're, you're, you're Front entry is very um, striking to me. Thank you. Um, it's just I, I, I don't know why, but maybe I'm just I don't know I don't know I, I have this I have a certain aesthetic in my mind, you know I um I like a laid back, you know I'll tell you I'll tell you, you know what, <laughs> okay, all right uh, I know why I know now I know why, um your aesthetic did you design this did did you is this your eye is this yeah, your yeah that's me that's okay part of what I do here okay my uncle uh, my uncle Ron Robles he was an artist. And he supposedly had something to do with designing uh, the Georgia O'Keeffe Museum in Santa Fe. Sure. And um, he was also an interior designer here in L.A. And he did. He had a house, I think, in uh, Topanga Canyon. I almost drowned in his fountain when I was a kid. Fair enough. (laughs) It was something like that, actually. Something (laughs) like you have here in this is like a a fire pit here. It was all brick. And right above this brick thing, it had uh, a lion's head with a little fountain it would spit into that sort of thing. And I was, I was probably seven or eight years old and I was just wandering around and they're inside talking. The uncles are inside talking and it's a quiet patio like this. And I go over there and all I know is I heard, and this is what I remember. I remember standing in that space and then having somebody pick me up by the boot I remember that there was it was a big ordeal. They picked me up by the boot, and I'm upside down, like this. And it was, and it was like three feet of water. It was like I, I almost died in three feet of water. So, um, okay, so he uh, had something to do with that. And I remember going to his house, and it was a lot like this. It's, a, it's California. Uh, how would you describe it? What, what's, yeah, what's that
0: To me, that is it. It's like, it really is this very California thing. And this, this building was built in 1930, and it was originally a house with a little kind of retail store attached to it. And it, it's funny because when I when I took this building over and, and did the sort of redesign and the aesthetic of it, which really all I tried to do was not mess it up because yeah. it was such a cool little building. Yeah. And it has this very distinct kind element. Of uh, yeah, it's got yeah, a kind of vibe, vibe to it. And it's, vibe. and it's, you know, it sits in, in my opinion, the best weather in all of L.A. It doesn't get too hot. There's always, you know, there's usually a little breeze. It doesn't get too cold, doesn't get foggy. It doesn't, it's just sits in a really great spot of L.A., frankly. Well,
1: you know, the, the stupid part about me is that um, I had was, when I was young, uh, living in this area and in Culver City, I was itching to get out. I was itching to find something new. And in my late 20s, I was offered an opportunity to go to San Diego and to open up a computer store. I was in the computer business back then. And I took it, ran like that. But I was so desperate to leave so I got out, moved to San Diego, you know, been uh, married, kids, blah, 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 houses and blah, you know, whatever, jobs. But I, I always come, I used to come back all the time for my mother-in-law, you know, my she has fam. they have family here and they come all the time for parties and whatever. So when I'd come, I would always want to find some, I don't have a lot of family anymore. My my uncles and all, they're all gone. Uh, but so I don't have a lot of family that way anymore, especially roots here. And uh, I'd always look for something to do. And I'd, I'd come up here, Right. But, uh, but now I'm struggling in mentally more than anything else. I know what they cost. I know what property costs here now. And, I, and I'm, I'm far from afford it, at least now. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about it is I want so desperate to come back because I, I was driving around Culver City on my bike. And I was just realizing, even here, the proximity of everything.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing.
1: And like you said, the weather is, I don't know. I mean, I, see, I didn't appreciate it. Dumb, but right? Because
0: you're from here. We never but, appreciate the places we're from.
1: But so dumb uh, because now my ideal for weather is, I mean, even now, look, we're sitting in, in, in this, we're probably uh, five miles from the beach, yeah, maybe? Four miles from the beach. Okay, four miles from yeah. the beach. You look at the sky, little tufts of, of clouds, crystal blue sky. The, we- the weather is very, even a minute ago, it was there wasn't a lot of breeze in this where we're sitting, but now it seems to have a little breeze going. I just so desperately want to come back.
0: It's like right, seventy-seven degrees. It's little ocean breeze, blue skies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So, it's an amazing place.
1: So look, if everything if everything turns out well for my grub enthusiast, I'll be back. So I'm back. working on it. Awesome. So um, so back to your story. So my uncle. Uh, this is why I like this. This is why I like your place because it has everything I just mentioned. Um, it has that has a rustic California vibe which is kind of uh, avant-garde. You know, it's kind of like a nice uh, kind of upscale kind of vibe, yet comfortable, yet home, homey.
0: That's the idea. You know? The idea is really to make this thing that's just easy. Again, yeah. like yeah. come here in flip-flops and a T-shirt, wear whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And And also, I think the idea behind our whole staff is to make this thing where, like, look, come in, you're you're I, I mean we literally tell the staff like when people are in here, they're in your house. So treat them like they're in your I house. It. I love it. You know. And and then, you know, we do this kind of like I know we do this kind of nonchalant style of, of service, right? Where we're pretty casual about service and so on. It doesn't mean we're not trying in the back. Trust yeah. me. People are yeah. making a real effort back there. But the idea is to make this casual thing and have things overperform, right? Sure. Just, like, let's make things as good as we can make them. Yeah. And serve them in this real easy style, and just have you come in here. And, and at the end of the day, I don't care if you remember a single thing that you ate or drank or whatever. All I care about is you left and going like, "Well, that was fun. I want to go back there." Yeah. I, I don't even know why I want to go back, but I want to go back. Like, yeah, that's yeah. that's the goal. Just that's awesome. Just like you know, come here and treat it how you want. Like do what you want here.
1: You know, you know I, I I seldom find places that uh, mix all of the aspects that you need to have a successful place. Um, Food that is good, not just for where you are, but anywhere. Uh, service that is uh, welcome, welcoming, uh, relaxed, um, friendly. Um, delicious cocktails um, close by. It's I, I very seldom find it. And when I was here last, um, we just walked out of here so happy. See, for me, food is such a, it, 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 it can be so great and it can also be so pedestrian. Yeah. You know, and uh, there are places that uh, exist simply because they need a taco spot in town. You know, if you go to certain parts of San Diego, they're just, you know, it's just there because, you know, we needed a spot but when in a place when they're where like let's say Mexican food in Los Angeles it's ubiquitous there's all different levels
0: I always say that every food in LA is Mexican food I don't care if it's a yeah. French restaurant or whatever because the guys cooking in the back are all, oh, you all, all hawking yeah, guys no joke. Like we all know this and so yeah. I my joke is that like yeah you go to a Japanese restaurant it's really yeah. a Mexican restaurant they're just serving Japanese yeah. food I like, hear you that's, hear that's you. kind of my take on that and I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek but it's yeah, it's it's kind a real thing though it's, it's kind real. of factual it's real, no, it's it's a real, real thing, So no,
1: I mean you go to Sushi bar, yeah, kindles, yeah, of um, everywhere you go in every kitchen. I've worked in kitchens, so I'm yeah. familiar. Yeah, no, but that's awesome. Um, the uh, the the combination of the fusion Mexican. Whenever I've mentioned it to people, and I'll say, hey, you, know, you got to try this spot. First of all, where did the name Bar Hermanito come? Is it is it Hermanito or is it Bar Hermanito? It's
0: Hermanito is the name, but uh, and we just put Bar in just. Cause. Okay. You know, it just helps people sort okay. it out a little bit. Okay. Um, I mean, it really comes from that's. I'm the youngest of five kids. I'm a little brother. You Got know. you. Okay. Uh, okay.
1: And the uh, the the marriage between the Japanese and the Mexican. I I get why I think it's here, but how did this?
0: You know, it really became this thing of uh, you know. Again, I wanted to do uh, a Mexican place. I wanted to, but but I feel it's important to respect the heritage of this neighborhood which yeah. and i get like look heritage is a funny thing because you know 100 years ago this was not japanese at all but yeah. but certainly for the last 50 years it's yeah. been yeah and uh and i think a it's more interesting to do some stuff to just mix some things in yeah. a little bit and what we do here is like it's really look we always say it's sort of about 80 percent mexican maybe 85 yeah um and but uh, my my partner's vietnamese And, you know, I'm a weird mutt of things. And so I just kind of really consider it like L.A. food in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, there's a Mexican root to it. But like I was saying before, like, I think most L.A., most foods in L.A. have a Mexican root to them in reality. And then and then Japanese food, I think, is interesting and and remarkably similar in certain ways yeah. in Mexican food and yeah. and it just gives us a little broader palette to be working from in terms of to do things that are cool sure. and I don't know if I really like to call it fusion per se it's more like an overlay right there's yeah. like we're doing the stuff that has this overlay of Asian influence to it okay you know and uh and I think it just it just makes things a little more distinct like you're sure. saying like taco shops are you ubiquitous in LA yeah. and and to be perfectly frank, like I don't know that I want to compete with people in straight taco shops. Sure. There's people who make pretty good tacos here. Yeah, absolutely. So, like so I'd like to, you know, do, do something that we can put our own little spin sure. on it and and do it with integrity and yeah. and feel genuine about it and absolutely. have it fit the neighborhood and yeah. have it be a little more interesting than maybe some other things. And and again, the goal is for people to come here at the end of the day have a nice time that's it that's the whole goal you know and we do that through food we do it through drinks we do the service we do it through atmosphere whatever it is but that's the whole goal i mean that's all that's all we're really trying to do
1: well i think you've got to get started i mean you definitely have a uh a, that that particular part of it you have absolutely uh the food so far i've had nothing that isn't amazing um the drinks my my wife came and she had a few uh, mezcal drinks that she enjoyed quite a bit um Good to hear. what's, your, I mean, what's as I saw in the bar, there's just a, a, a slew of different types of tequila. Um, I saw a few, I even saw Mexican whiskey.
0: Yeah, we have, we, you know, we actually spend a lot of time, a couple of things. We spend a lot of time looking for, I mean, all of our wines are Mexican-made. All, you know, we, like, and the thing is, there's really good product coming out, and it's yeah. a lot of younger, younger people making stuff. I've used to do with the mezcal, of the agave spirits, like, Obviously, there's a rich history yeah. from Mexico specifically for that stuff, so that's easy, for right? Sure. But we try to find ones that that you're not going to see everywhere. And our our small batches, we we actually work with with a, a family in Oaxaca to make some wow. stuff that's branded okay. for us specifically. Sure. We make a a, a couple of special batches for just us. That's cool. Um, that we sell under our own name, um, and and. It, again, I think it's more of this thing where when people come in, they're like, "Oh, do you have a Don Julio or whatever?" We're like, "No, but well, we have this thing. Maybe you should check it out. It's pretty similar. If you like that, you'll probably like this." And I think it's 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 just part of pulling people out of just off the, out of the street, out of their daily life, and into another place for a minute, yeah. right? For an hour or two or whatever it is. Try something so, new. Yeah, and then so we have a heavy heavy agave program, obviously, like you know, sort of maybe fifty mezcals and fifty tequila, and then. And then we also have a heavy Japanese whiskey program.
1: Nice. So I saw the Suntory and the Hibiki. And yeah, the...
0: we do a lot of that stuff. And that so that Center Horseshoe bar, that that really is like Japanese whiskey focused, and we probably have 30 or 40 different varietals of that stuff. Okay. And uh, and then and even like our our you know our well vodka or whatever, those are Japanese made vodkas and and gins. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to do things that are a little. Non-standard, maybe, yeah. and and and, but fit with sort of the the overall concept that we have, yeah,
1: um,
0: and the overall concept that we're really interested in. Awesome. You know,
1: um, and and how many bars do you have here?
0: There's two bars. There's two uh, bars. Yeah.
1: And so the front bar, the real nice one in the front there, that was where I saw the tequila and the mescal. Yeah. The uh, there's another bar. What's the other bar like?
0: That's the horseshoe bar. That's the more Japanese whiskey bar, okay. and that's the one we do an omakase drink program at too. So okay. on uh, so you- uh, like thursday friday saturday okay so you can go in and you can just tell your bartender like hey uh, i like i wanted something whiskey spirit forward they'll ask you some questions and make something up for you just omakase style wow oh know. really yeah okay you know so
1: you got uh, somebody some somebody with deep knowledge of yeah. that sort of flavoring and so forth I'm, okay
0: yeah fortunately in la it's it's you know we're very lucky here to be able to have you know you can it's not impossible to find bartenders that yeah. are really well, no- a high product. caliber yeah yeah exactly. yeah so and Andrew, who runs our bar program, is is great and just first of all, super nice guy, and secondly, like actually, just really is interested in having you have a good time, yeah, and having you maybe try something you wouldn't try normally. So and
1: so that's available again. What days?
0: It's usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Uh, we're kind of moving that program back to more days of the week, but right yeah. now it's Thursday, Friday, okay. Saturday. So
1: is there like a happy hour as well? That we that do. Time we
0: right? do a three to five thirty, um, weekdays happy yeah. hour. Okay. Um, where we okay. have some, you know. $10 margaritas.
1: And sure. A little food, little bites. And yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Awesome. Um, what's your, I mean, so as far as your, do you have a signature drink of some kind? Like a uh, things that you kind of,
0: I mean, it changes a little bit, and because everyone—it's funny. Everyone always asks me, "Like, what do you drink when here?" And okay. I like—and that changes a little bit. Yeah, too. yeah. Like, I yeah. like to. You know, what are you drinking right now? I'm drinking the Myra right now.
1: Is it? Well, I, don't, I don't know. It's it. a
0: mezcal. It's a spicy watermelon mezcal Ooh. cocktail. Oh. Summery, yeah. delicious. Like spicy and, watermelon.
1: Yeah. It's, okay.
0: It's uh It's an outstanding. It's an outstanding cocktail. Is that
1: one of your creations or? Uh, it is not. I,
0: I take no credit for any of the drinks. Okay. Right I okay. just. I'm the. I'm the. I'm the taster. Got you. Like, got you. Like,
1: okay. Um, how about your food? G- give us some. Do you have some things you could point out to the people who might be coming down?
0: You know what? I feel like if you're really going to do this place right, a the bigger group you come with, the better it's gonna be because you're just gonna be able to like just spray just your grabs, table with get stuff your hands, and just yeah. like yeah. And so I always say like you know you know pick a couple things off the snacks list you know get the get the avocado fries get the you know do some of the cut fish stuff we're doing uh, one of the ceviches or, or, or sashimi stuff that we're doing yeah. and then uh, and then mix in a couple tacos throw a salad in in the yeah. middle you know awesome. maybe get a plate
1: and then just get a put just your just, make your little bib and just go just go, go for
0: it yeah and okay. share with your friends. Take two bites and pass it on. Yeah, and, yeah. that sounds fun. Exactly. That's I, I just did that it. last week. Yeah, so fun.
1: Um, okay, and how long, how long has Edmanito been here?
0: You know what? We opened six days before the COVID shutdown.
1: Okay, so <laughs> we opened what,
0: on a Tuesday and closed on a Saturday.
1: Okay, so, yeah. what year? What year was it? How long was That's
0: 2020. Okay. March
1: 2020. Okay. Yeah. All right. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um Any plans coming up? Any events that you have coming up here? Like that? You're kind of want to put out there i'm
0: trying to think what we have coming up i'm not the person to ask okay this in general okay. but uh uh i mean just you know, always you know we've got friday saturdays we have djs from eight o'clock on okay that's a fun little vibe it's you know real casual djs yeah mixing Light, stuff up yeah vibe music vibe, vibe music exactly just okay fun to hang out okay we do also do we just started uh uh, 959 onward happy hour so the happy hour starts again okay 959 till close which okay. is you know around midnight wow so nice so that's a fun little way nice. to come in and get some things and
1: that's cool know, finish your night off you know I'm wondering if there's still a um a uh karaoke place down the road there is there karaoke is. blue how where which way is that that's,
0: one that's on the block it's okay or, yeah four or five doors down
1: okay yeah there used to be a spot over here it was used to be the Olympic collection yeah up in the third floor I up there, They had uh, a rock and roll theme situation. Yeah. Every door uh, had a different band, and then you go inside the room and it was just all yours for whatever. I, I went in there with friends one time and in, uh, in the middle of the afternoon, uh, and we went in there, and one of them had a, a expense account, and they were just buying you know thousand dollar <laughs> bottles of wine, and uh, cheese platters, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, we just came from uh, sushi, you know, and then. Uh, and then it ended, it ended at 3 in the morning. It was just a whole... No, it. it's, it's, I mean,
0: you know what? I will say, like, this street is sort of... I mean, it's a somewhat discovered gym now, but it's an undiscovered gym in, in L.A. And it's one of the... The thing I like about the street, it's one of the few streets you can come with no plan. Just come. Yeah. Just show up here. And there's this three or four-block stretch where there's 40, 50 restaurants. Yeah. And, you know, go to one place for a snack, move down the street, go sure. to another spot, have oh, a drink, go across the street. My favorite night. Just do it. It's like... Go spend four hours, five hours over here, yeah. just walking around, checking things out,
1: and then you and can end it over here at B Suite if you exactly. want to. Exactly, yeah. you
0: got you got the the great place. You got B Suite. Yeah. got yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's funny because like for me, I moved to New York when I was eleven, and New York is very much that way where you kind of yeah. like bounce along. Yeah. And and L.A. doesn't have that so much. There's yeah. not very many streets in L.A. where you can really do that. And this is really one of them, which is, yeah. I think, it's what attracted me to the street in a lot of ways outside of just sort of history stuff. But, yeah. but it's, it's a street when I, like, when I was originally kind of doing this stuff back... when Because I, I owned a restaurant that was here before. There was a beer and wine restaurant okay. called Flores, right? Okay. And uh, when I opened that 10 years ago, people thought I was crazy doing a sort of a more upper-end restaurant on this street. Yeah. And uh, But I was like... My mind, I was like, it needs it. The streets, this neighborhood's changing. This neighborhood is center of L.A. It's a dynamic neighborhood. It's a food street. It's, it's, and it's one of the, like I don't know, one of my favorite places in L.A. And it's like, so I don't know if if I'm crazy. Then I'm crazy. No,
1: no, I think you were, uh, you were, uh, you were uh, had an eye for it. You had, you had seen something in your eye because uh, that's those are the people who win typically. Uh, They have, um, they can see into the future. They see kind of how things are changing, and they kind of are there right at the precipice of it all you know yeah it's
0: funny because i think this was a neighborhood people were like oh that neighborhood's not cool i'm like no you're wrong it is a cool you don't know it's cool yet but it's a cool neighborhood well,
1: who said it wasn't right? cool yeah, I people go, did like 15
0: <laughs> years ago people were like oh west l.a i don't know about that
1: like oh, i mean man.
0: l.a friends of mine i was like no you're yeah. wrong trust you're me.
1: totally wrong you're wrong you're you'll, totally you'll wrong see, you just haven't seen it you'll see yeah you gotta me. get there and try it once <laughs> the, before you the can future that. is the yeah.
0: future is there and it's coming soon so.
1: this this area here is uh always been so nice i mean like you said furaibo on the corner here that's a great uh, Korean joint.
0: Love it, man! I, I get the Tebasaki wings all the time there.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? What yeah. is that? Tell me about that. What's the that?
0: that wings. Let's just a salt I mean, pepper wing, walk fried. Wow. Let's just get that in a beer. I, that sounds fun. I just fun. stop in for twenty minutes, have that, and
1: that sounds and on, a, no, no, on a break,
0: on a quote break from, that's from nice. work. That's yeah. nice. It's Outstanding.
1: So, um, all right, brother. Well, you know what? Um, anything else you want to you know chat? Tell me. Tell me what else. That's
0: that's all we got. Okay. Man. All right. I mean, again, just like. You know, if you're in the neighborhood, stop by. Okay. Stop by for drink. I love it. I Have love it. Have a snack, it. whatever.
1: I might stop in right now. You should. Anyways, brother, um, look, man, Thank you so much for having us, man. Pleasure. And anything you want to, anything you want to talk about, anything you want to say. I'm,
0: I'm good. I think. We that, did it. It's simple. We it's did simple it. Here. Easy peasy. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I'm,
1: I'm going to say thank you, and thanks for having us down here, uh, me, and uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming. And I'm going to come and bring some friends, because uh, you know. I've I forgotten. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a while since I've been here, but I'll tell you right now, I'm ready to be back.
0: Yeah, bring six or eight. Get a big oh, table. let's do this. Get after it. Let's
1: do this. I might even have to. One of these days, I'm going to rent this place for a party yeah. when I get deeper pockets. That's okay. good
0: it's good you know with this back this back patio we, we do a lot of private events, events back here do you it's a great spot for it you know 30 40 people fit in here nicely
1: oh it'll it'll feel like uh, you're in someone's beautiful yeah. home you yeah. know just uh, chilling and drinking wine and telling lies yeah exactly, so, <laughs> exactly. all right brother well look okay. thanks for having thank you for having me again and uh, uh I'm gonna check out for now but uh you know, be nice to each other and we'll see you soon
0: exactly. thanks man. talk to you soon